Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real-time limits making their way into your ears. First... From a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid, Red Florence. It's going to be the funniest show ever because I'm all about the comedy and the money, money. baby. How much you getting paid? And his partner, Fader Top Ender Stevenson. From Mexico City to Beef Community Centre, I've got stories that are going to blow your mind. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. My name's Rab Florence and as ever, I would be nothing. I would be nothing in this world. I would be nothing in this world without my man, Grado. Grado, how are you? You are the master of the airwaves, breakfast radio, football daft, and now your third giggery day, third giggery week, third giggery day, Wrestling right. Daft. You are right, Rab? What you saying, Tip? What's happening? You are what I would call a workhorse, mate. Mm. You are a strong, dependable, sturdy, uh, working man. And you always I have been. I know. I've been, uh, oh, I have been back in, this week has been chocker. I've been, it feels like everything's kind of getting back to normal. I've been f- doing radio, then going straight to filming something, then coming back to radio, then blah, 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 all week. I'm absolutely bust today. Absolutely bust. But you know what? That's what it's about, man. Hustle, loyalty, respect. And soon you're going to have a baby as well to look after. In, in the mix. Again. You've got to be juggling all of that. Oh, man. What a great future it's going to be. Uh, now, there's been big news, obviously, in the wrestling world this week that we need to talk about. Let's just move straight on to uh, the big the big news of the week, which was, of course, uh, sadly, very uh, cool. <laughs> tweeting about Rangers. Oh, and also New Jack died. Ah, New Jack died. Um, so, well, what do you want to talk about? Well, you are going to have plenty to say about New Jack, and you, Grado? Because you were, you're the big ECW fan on the show. Wow, man. I'll tell you what. I remember the first time I saw New Jack. It was on Bravo. And I remember just being like, what is this? This guy is the coolest. He was scary. The music. I remember getting my first... ECW videotape, year 2000, and I would watch the New Jack stuff over and over and over and over. How cool was New Jack, man? By the way, do you know what I done last night? I bought his t-shirt. I felt it was, I felt like I was doing the right thing. I bought his t-shirt for ProWrestlingTees.com. What does his t-shirt look like? It's like a, it's, it's like a kind of, like 90s, like, I think it's what you would say, it's like a kind of two-pack style. Do you know that way? Ah, yeah, 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 like, I do know. A two pack style t shirt, um, and see, see when I first started watching ECW and I started playing wrestling out the back door, you know, I was badass Mike Austin now and again, but now and again, I was Ice Jack, uh-huh. and I would wear a bandana like New Jack, and I would use his music, and I would come out in my, my pal Big Dave's back door, and uh. Creedine Drive, was it Creedine Drive? And I was obsessed with him. I thought he was just the best. And I thought there was something always dead mysterious about New Jack, even later on in life. Like, I always, because you heard that he got a, a tryout in 2005, and the story was that he was telling Naughty, um, don't approach Vince McMahon, don't approach Vince McMahon. He had a dart match that night. Mm. And he was like, fuck that, and went up to Vince and says, cheers for bringing me down, mate. And then the next minute, he's, his name was scrubbed off the board. So he never got his chance. But there was people talking about it as well, right? You imagine 
Right. It was actually Cornette said it on his podcast, and I was like, wow, that's so true. No, he was at Smoky Mountain Wrestling. He went to ECW. ECW, he became the wrestler what he was. He'd done his, his table dives, the guitar shots, the staple guns, right? Mm-hmm. However, see if there wasn't that, which, by the way, I loved at the time. I mean, honestly, I could go back and watch that. I mean, I've been, I've been watching it on YouTube all this week with the music in the background, how they played it. But say there was an ECW, right? And he was at Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Him and Mustafa, what a tag team, right? Now, could you imagine if it was there, Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and then the Attitude Era came in with the wrestling? How much would have, would New Jack and Mustafa have fit it in the Attitude Era? Oh, beautifully. They we've would sp- have. We've spoken about uh, New Jack on here before. Many a time, I think, where we've been talking about wrestlers, you'd be scared of. Wow. And you would, you know, and I've said many a time, oh man, I'd be scared of New Jack. I'd be scared of having to go and wrestle New Jack or work with New Jack or even be in the back and know New Jack was in there. I'd be fear. And the reason why is because you that was one of the guys you believed his gimmick. Did, did you see Heyman's promo about him? I did, aye. It was amazing. And he was bang on. And he was basically saying he was the real deal, you know what I mean? The real deal. There was nobody else that could play that because that's who he was. The story about when when, when Dallas said years ago before he started ICW, should have said that well, we're at the, the J.T. Snake Roberts seminar and Dallas had said, he was like, I just want to book a company, an over-18s company. I want to run it and I'm going to bring you a new jack. And the, you know, the music's going to hit and I always thought, that'd be the fucking best, man. The best to get new jack. I think he actually did try, but I'm sure there was some sort of Maybe he wasn't allowed in us. Probably wasn't allowed in the country, but that made me kind of sad when he died because I thought that'll never ever happen now. But how good would that have been in Glasgow, New Jack turning up at ICW? Think about that. It would have been the perfect fit, really, wouldn't it? It would have been the perfect. It's a shame. It's always sad when when wrestlers go before their time, and there's you know there's been far far too many of them over the years. Um, and it's. He's one of the guys you just associate with ECW, you know what I mean? And he's he's one of the guys you associate with a with the kind of the edge of ECW that I that I liked. I was less of a fan of the kind of RVD stuff. I know what you mean. And ECW, if you know what I mean. So you were making a balls Mahoney, Sandman. Aye, kinda. I was me- I, I, that was for me. That was the appeal of ECW outfit. The, guys, the, guys the like that. Aye, guys like RVD. You could imagine, you could see on WCW, for example, you know what I mean? There were guys like that you could imagine you could see elsewhere. But there was even Tommy Dreamer fit for me because he was like, you know, he was just this dude mm-hmm. who was cutting about with his joggies and his fucking T-shirt. And you know what I mean? Aye. And you got this real kind of school holly vibe after him. And New Jack seemed like a guy who had just fucking walked in off the street, came in out of an alleyway and mm-hmm. decided he was going to kill everybody. You know what I mean? And, you, and th- that was... That I think is the beauty of any any extreme wrestling promotion needs I think they guys that you feel are genuine, genuinely no wanted elsewhere. hundred well, I partly that, mm-hmm. and partly just the sense that you're kind of seeing the real guy here. If you were to meet him in the club Aye. after the show, it would be the he would carry the same amount of threat. He wouldn't be putting his arm around you and being like. Did you enjoy the show the night, mate? I would, you know what I mean? He would carry the same amount of threat and danger about him. It's why, and you know, uh, with ICW, I was, I was a big fan of Renfrew, you know what I mean? Because the, the vibe I got for, for Renfrew was that as well, even though I'd, I'd known him as the ladies' choice, Chris Renfrew, back in the day, <laughs> right? Even though there was that. I still felt that there was that period in ICW where Renfrew was doing his thing and you kind of felt like there's kind of... There we have the kind of heart of what ICW kind of should be there. You know what I mean? I would agree, I would agree with you there. I don't, and also with New Jack as well, was he entertained, entertained us for years after as well. With interviews, man, shoot interviews. And if you, if you, if you want to watch, if you're going to watch any shoot interview, because he done loads, but the one where he's sitting there, him, honky tonk man, and the Iron Sheik has got to be the craziest shoot interview they, they get their arses out, they bury everybody. Was well, this New Jack and Honky Tonk Man and... New Jack, Honky Tonk and Iron Sheik. I mean, this is three guys you would imagine would never hang out with each other, innit? That's why it's brilliant. That's why it's brilliant. And uh, and, and and they laugh at everything each other says. They're pissing themselves at one another. They're steaming. They're trying to get 
they're trying to buy drugs in the phone. That it was no long after Benoit died, so they're all getting torn into Benoit. You need to see this shit. It's fucking hilarious. But obviously, it's a sad day. It's a sad moment for anybody who was a fan of ECW and anybody who remembers wrestling the way it used to be. Uh, no, let's talk about Jericho. Th- tweeted you about about the Rangers, didn't he, Griddle? Well, he went. He tweeted me. He done it wrong, didn't he? He never added me, right? Or did he just tweet out to the world? Well, the story was right. I, I I was sitting watching the game with, with Stephanie, and I think it was just shortly after the game. The Rangers tweeted um, a little bit of the bubbly, and I went, "This is my chance." <laughs> so I text Jericho right away. I went, "You don't understand." I goes, "Look, you need to tweet something about this." I goes, "There's two Rangers fans that can two wrestlers that are Rangers fans. There's me and Drew, but Drew always gets all the." He gets all the attention. I sent him a voice note, I think. I says, he's gone, yeah, can you, can you say well done to the Rangers and, and tag me in it? <laughs> he done it. But well, it was funny, right, because it took half, right, and there was a lot, a lot of my Celtic supporting mates that, 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 that are on Twitter, they, you know, they were kind of laughing, going, oh, man, this is the worst day ever. New Jericho's tweeting about the Rangers. Couldn't this day get any worse? A lot of folk were kind of finding it funny. The wee boy that does the, the Celtic podcast with the glasses, I can't mind his name, he was kind of getting on it and all. It was, I was a good bit of fun, but... Aye. Then obviously, oh, that sh- carry on on Saturday night, man. And then yep. I woke up on Sunday morning, and it ju- the thread on Twitter where it had just turned an absolute dive, man. Oh man, I was fuck. I just went, how is it you did unfollow Fred, man? I was like, come on, to fuck, man. I just went. I had to. I had to come after that. Kind of ruined it. However, um, aye, man, Jericho, a little bit of the bubbly. What did you think? <laughs> I thought it was brilliant, obviously. Obviously, I thought it was amazing. Uh, after Rangers' victory at the weekend, uh, Billy let us know about a thread going on, on Twitter, which is labelled the trouble at George Square in Glasgow as the loyal rumble. It's funny, isn't it? Aye. Um, uh, I'll keep it this one. <laughs> so how is George Square anyway on Saturday? Oh, for, don't be so silly. It's like that thing, you know what I mean? It's like Rangers... Right, you you, you can maybe clarify this on me, Grado, right? Because I've always kind of thought this, right? Rangers are kind of happy to be the baddies, right? Rangers see that... Do you know Do you know as a Rangers fan, kind of, you don't perceive yourself as faces, do you? Do you not perceive yourself as kind of cocky heels? Do you know what I mean? No one likes us, we don't care, that kind of thing. Aye! I mean, this is, the, this is the fucking thing. This is the thing I kind of get my head through, and it's like, you get... You know, you get some Celtic fans who are like, they see Rangers fans behaving like that or, 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 you know, the Rangers thing going on and they're like, you should be ashamed and all that and you should be embarrassed and all that kind of stuff. But I've always kind of thought to myself, right, hold on here. If you were to look at it in wrestling terms, Rangers fans kind of know they're kind of like, we are kind of like the institution of kind of, we're the baddies kind of wee bit and nobody likes us. We don't give a fuck, man, because we're above you. That's the thing. That's right. like, that's the gimmick, right? Am I wrong? I'm, I'm no comment on it. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that's the thing. And I think people are just sometimes a bit daft about this. They don't realise that, you know, and it's kind of just, I also think... Did you watch Romy? I'm no, ex- listen, I'm no excusing any behaviour as well, right? And this is a Celtic fan talking here, right? And I'm not a hard, but to be fair, I'm not a hardcore Celtic fan, right? I'm not really, I fucking couldn't tell you anything about football now, to be honest. Did you get abuse for your We Are The People tweet or something? No, not really. No, really, because I think, I genuinely think people out there know that um, I don't Aye. hate Rangers fans or I don't hate Rangers, you know what I mean? And I, and I, and I do think, see this thing where, and again, I, I like to say, it's no, I don't want to, I'm not excusing bad behaviour, but see filming people when they're fucking steaming drunk and they're saying things they probably will regret that they've said are done. It's just, that's no cool either, I don't think. You know what I mean? Uh, so anyway, what is this that's came here? There's some uh, Rangers-related uh, wrestling names that people have got in touch with. Kev got in touch with Prod Van Dam. Uh, Hammy came up with Kevin Sash. Selko says the liquidation of Doom. Um, I think the, the nation of liquidation would have been better than that. Brett the Hoopman Hart says, What about his partner, uh, Scott Masonic Hall? <laughs> um, and Craig Beaton has got Orange Cassidy. Uh, 
Daniel says, I know you don't do retro reviews anymore, but Raw, September 25th, 2000 is a banger. Wow. Un- Unforgiven 2000, Return to Austin, then thought he'd follow it with the next Raw. What a telly show. Is there any other hidden gems? Aye. I remember watching that show the night after Unforgiven. I was at Nana Snooker's house, me and my pal Gary. It was the it was the night after Unforgiven. Austin comes back, the new music. I remember that show. Totally remember that show. What, what music was it? The Disturbed Glass Shatters. I love the Disturbed one. Oh, that was the best Austin song. Why did he go back to the normal stuff? I don't know. I do like the normal one better, but I like the Disturbed one as well. Any hidden it, gems or Raws? I'm trying to think. Hidden gems. The Raw, uh, you really need to watch. See the Raw, I think the Raw uh, on 14th of March, uh, 1997. Raw on the 14th of March, what, Thursday the 14th of March 1997 is a classic. Another a week, Raw? Aye. Another wee question for Thomas. If you were to rank them for best to worst, how would you rate Sting and Robocop, Rick Steiner and, and Chucky? Oh no, Sting and Robocop, Rick Steiner and Chucky are the backlash zombies. Where, where, do they, where, where do they come? What did you think of the zombies, Gredo? I've not watched it. I've only heard about it. I, I, I just read Meltzer's tweet about he says, uh, such and such in a lumberjack with zombies, it sounds a lot worse than what I'm writing it to be. So, I'll have a look at it on YouTube now. Was it, was it, was it really that bad? He's raging, he's what? What's what's the crack? John, I would like to hear your opinion on all. Well, I don't like it, but it's, it was just like, obviously, I've been fucking listening to Jim Cornette. It's just like total break of kayfabe. It was just like zombies coming out. I mean, we've had the fiend in saying that, but then we've got fucking zombies surrounding our ring like the walking Alexa dead. Alexa bless his own raw with a haunted doll every week. I know, I know. The Waynes would have liked it. There is no, there, there is people kind of go, oh, that was stupid, there were zombies. The fiend and Alexa bless are on that show every week. Rick Steiner and Chucky was worse than it. I've just had a look at it there. I mean, it, <sighs> folk are kind of lost. It's just a stupid wee bit. Just a it's been bit. fucking just a wee promo bit. Um, shout out to Storm Huntley on the Jeremy Vine show, who managed to slip in an impression of Chris Jericho. They got a few things wrong. I've never heard any posh person call champagne champers. That's not. Oh, what they, they do. They... A little bit of the bubbly. So we, uh, show are you posh. Oh, oh, a little bit of the bubbly. Yeah. I mean, see that that has went. I mean, the, the guy at my work that does the news, he's no idea who Chris Jericho is, and he gives it a little bit of the bubbly. I actually, I reached out to Storm Huntley via Twitter from the Wrestling Daft account saying, hey, Storm, it's been pointed out that you might be a wrestling fan. Would you like to come on the show? Obviously, our listeners, being fucking our listeners, all then tweeted Storm Hunting saying, she's not going to shag you, John. Oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake. sake. I just wanted to get her on the show, you know, a bit of publicity, you know, come out as a wrestling fan. Right, listen, I want you to just put a message out there. John works really hard on this show, trying to put things together for us. Do not ever fucking do that again. <laughs> listeners have some respect for both John and for Storm Huntley. Uh, so... Willie says that he, oh, no, in response to Grado's Matt Riddle uh, on last week's show where we asked, do you know anybody who has a wrestling name? A few people have been in touch. Willie used to work in KFC with a guy called Drew McIntyre. (laughs) Jack Morrison got in touch and says, people always used to say to me, Jack Morrison, like the wrestler. No, that's John, I said. What the fuck is Jack Morrison that was on, um, what's that show on a Saturday night? Did you see it? No, the I don't know your voice or something like you know where you have to kid on if they're fabing that they're a good singer or no on a Saturday night. Have you not seen it? Oh yeah, I do know the one. I do know the one. Jack was on it. He, he you know Jack Morris for ICW? No, no, I don't. Do you know no Jack Morris? He's been on I don't that. Think so. Jack, oh, honestly, Rab, he's fucking shit hot. He is. He's really, really good. I don't think I know. He's, he's gonna, he's gonna end up signed. He's gonna end up signed without a doubt. There's no reason. I think it's a different That's Jack old. Morrison. Good looking. He's he's really really good. You 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 don't think this was the Jack Morrison getting touch in touch with? No, no, maybe his name's Jack. It's Jack Morris. Sorry, Jack Morris. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> right, Pablo got in touch saying my dad has got a friend called Mick Foley. <laughs> That's how I hear, man. But the most extreme thing he ever did was volunteer to be the driver when they all went to Leeds for the away leg, a Celtic's European Cup tie in 1970. My granddad apparently took a bump that Cactus Jack would have been proud of when my dad gave him a punt over the wall at the home leg. <laughs> uh, Graham says the guy that buried my granny was uh, the Undertaker. 
That's a listener of the week uh, line there. There we go. Andy says, years back, I worked in a call centre for Yes Car Credit. <laughs> Fuck off. And my team leader was a wee skinny guy for Bradford called Rick Kishi. No, you fucking wasn't he? I Mate, don't believe I, that, Andy. <laughs> I reckon there's, there's many of these out there, so keep going with us. And if you I can prove them, even better. Get them on the if you want to get in touch with us about any of that or just random wrestling-related stuff, get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft, on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast, just Wrestling Daft on Facebook, or email us at wrestlingdaft at gmail.com. Now, every week we like to separate the good from the bad in wrestling. We like to bury things that we don't like, uh, and we like to put over in the wrestling vernacular things that we, we did like. Uh Grado, is there anything that you would like to bury or put over this week? Um, so, with me, man, it's just podcast, podcast, documentary. Right now, how good is it? Now, I know you're not, you know, one of your documentaries, but see, now we've got the, the thing in the Sunday night, the, the WWE Legends thing or biography. We've got Dark Side of the Ring, which is good. The Nick Gage one last week, Jesus. I totally remember that. Do you remember that show with CCW where he basically ripped out his guts? You no, know, his guts. He's, what do you call the things in your arm? No ligaments. Tendons. Tendons. That's how I ripped out his tendons in the helicopter to come. But, mate, what a kind of scary guy, man. I'm so glad that I had to pull out a show with him, man. I'm so you glad. I think as well, though, the funny thing about no, him. No, I'm not so glad, but just the stuff we are kept, man, was a bit... Oh, <laughs> did you see it? Aye, but do you know Do you know? think that the weird thing about him is he doesn't even look that scary, didn't he? You know, like, if you saw him in the street, just walking by you, you wouldn't be like, oh, fuck, he's like a, he's like a hardcore wrestler guy. Aye. You know what I mean? He doesn't have that look about him, but then you see him, and that's the thing they say, and it's like the real crazy people, they fucking don't look at them, they know. Aye. Uh, I mean, deals. have you watched any of that side of the ring shit, no? No, no. Right, you need to get one. You've not watched one episode, you know? I haven't watched any of them. John, have you watched any of the current seasons? I've not seen any of the new ones yet, no. I, honestly, I, you must really, I mean, how you can sit and watch through Backlash, but you can't watch the documentaries, I just don't get that. Maybe that's just me. Maybe it's just me. I, Backlash I, 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 is good. I will watch them. I will watch them. Uh, I want to put over uh, Roman Reigns and Cesaro's match. A backlash. Um, right, first of all, Cesaro is, has been fantastic this past few months. He's been absolutely brilliant this past few months, and he, and he was brilliant. He was brilliant again. A great match. Probably my favourite match of the year, I think. But I would also like to say and this is about the millionth time I've said this on this show. Roman Reigns is fucking amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And we're seeing a guy, you know, I think we're seeing with Roman Reigns now, one of the best wrestlers of all time and he's prime, the new. Now, this is it. And this is what I want to say to people out there. You need to be watching fucking Roman Reigns, the new. Forget about whatever promotion you like. Maybe you're an AEW fan and you hate what the WWE are doing. If you're a wrestling fan, you fucking make a point of watching Roman Reigns, the new. The new, 2021, as Roman Reigns is the new and the gimmick that he's in just now, cutting the promos that he's cutting the new and having the matches that he's having the new, you are seeing one of the best to ever do in his prime, the new. So I don't care what promotion you love. I don't care if you hate WWE. I don't care if you've no watched WWE in fucking five years. If you're no watching Roman Reigns, then you're missing it. Do you know what? I know I keep bringing up what Call Next Season's podcast. Folk may get pissed off at this, right? But he made a point about there was a backstage promo with the zombies and then it cut to, to Roman Reigns backstage cutting a promo, which kind of, well, he says, well, you know, look, it totally buries whatever he's going to say because he's just watched fucking zombies. And he kind of made a point, I should Roman Reigns put his foot down and be like, where the hell is this on the show? When he's the top dog right now and they're putting out stuff like that. Is that a point? Well, look, 100%. I was talking to, like, me and Jester were talking about this um, just this week. We were saying, you know, there was a time probably a Stone Cold Austin, for, a Stone Cold Steve Austin, for example, would be like, you're not, you know, I'm, I'm no going on after that. Aye. That bullshit. You know what I mean? Um, but listen, in that attitude era, there was a whole load of fucking daft shite. You know what I mean? While they were doing their thing, there was a whole load of fucking nonsense was happening. 
and we what we've got to remember is we loved it. So as the folk that were that were our age when we watched the Attitude Era, and they watching the zombies going, oh, that's that's fun. that's quite good, man. You see the zombies. You sometimes forget that, don't you? You need to you put something. I mean, we. I like to think we probably wouldn't have because we were like the stuff we liked back in the Attitude Era days. It wasn't stuff like <laughs> zombies ate the Miz. Wasn't it funny when the zombies were eating the Miz? You know what I mean? It's like it's it's a bit of a leap too far, I think. I'm not a big fan of it myself, but I just kind of think it like it's no a massive deal. And I don't think I think Jim Carnett's wrong. I don't think it it, it hurts um it hurts Roman Reigns at all. Something like that. I really don't think it hurt, it hurts Roman Reigns at all. The weird thing about Carnett is he almost Carnett almost sometimes behaves like it's still fucking 1984. You know what I mean? And it isn't 1984 anymore. The audiences are smarter than Carnett gives them credit for, I think. You know what I mean? See, at the end of the day, the only thing I want to say about Cornet with stuff like that is he moans and moans, moans and moans about the kind of exposing a business when, I mean, his shoot interview when it came out was the, the biggest thing in wrestling at the time. Aye. I always find that mental when you hear old, you know, the old timers moan about how well, listen, in the open internet. I'm like, well, use with the guys who done the fucking shoot interviews and let us know because how did we smarten up? We all got smartened up through the likes of shoot interviews. Yeah, but also Jim Carnett is a guy who is constantly talking about things hurting wrestling, things harming wrestling, right? And he's putting out a massively fucking listen to podcast every week where he fucking buries everything. I enjoy it, mate. I know you enjoy it, but but <laughs> you, there is an argument to be made that. You know, there are few people out there that are hurting professional wrestling the new as much as fucking Jim Cornette is because he's got this big wide audience that he's telling every week, this is shite, he, he, that buried him there, he's fucking crap, he can't wrestle, she's only there because she looks good. Uh, you know what I mean? Grado's retired for wrestling, man, there's a happy ending. <laughs> and there's a happy ending for him because he's because he's out the wrestling. Let's see what the punter says anyway. John hated it. No, this John, no, old John. Another John out there wants to bury the zombie lumberjack at Backlash, a load of shite, he says it was. But he does want to put our Roman Reigns and Cesaro. Great match. Um, and he's hoping for a big payoff for Cesaro. I think everybody wants a big... Everybody's rooting for Cesaro here, and it's nice. It's no because... Well, no rooting for him because it's like, come on, he's been around long enough, he deserves it. We're rooting for him because the new... He's always been great, but the new he's been particularly great. He's, he's really kind of um, took advantage of the opportunity he's been handed. Stephen wants to put over Reigns versus Cesaro for Backlash. Tremendous match. Great storytelling throughout my match of the year candidate to date, he says. And he wants to bury New Jack dying. Rest in peace to the original gangster. Well, he wants to put over WWE's reenactment of Saturday Night in George Square during the Miz Damien Priest match at Backlash. I've been on that one. <laughs> Nearly spot on, minus the smashed bucky bottles. <laughs> um, Damien Priest has kind of been, this is me talking, Damien Priest has kind of been associated with a load of shites since he kind of moved mm. up, didn't he? I know that I know you were a fan of the Bad Bunny thing, John, but it's still the truth. Whatever you thought of it, it's still the truth that people were talking more about Bad Bunny than they were about Damien Priest, and I don't know how that helps him. Yeah, and then he's stuck with zombies surrounding the ring promoting a film. Uh, it's it's no good for him. He's he's a good he's a good wrestler as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, Billy wants to put over Roman Reigns patching that wee interview woman like a big bastard and wants to bury Dominic Mysterio because his face just annoys Billy. That's Billy. a shame. He's only a wee boy. Billy doesn't like his face. Maybe he should wear a mask like he's that. Paul wants to put over Cesaro getting a great show. If they're holding off until there's fans for him to beat Roman, I'm happy with that. Personally, myself, I'm still uh, looking for Big E to be, um, be the one to beat Roman. I would love to see that. Paul wants to bury losing New Jack. What a guy. What a story. Go to your way to watch his Dark Side of the Ring episode. Kev wants to put on Natalia and uh, Ta Tamina, Tamina Snooker winning the tag titles. Both of them are hardworking, loyal, and they deserve it. Do they? Do they really deserve it? I'm going to go on a limb here. I'm a big fan of women's wrestling, right? I'm a big fan of wrestling, and I'm a big fan of the great women who are out there doing the wrestling. You know? Uh I don't, I don't get, I, I don't get the Natalia thing really. I've always found her a wee bit dull in the ring. No comment, boys. Right, cheers. Honestly, man, there's a lot of stuff, and I'm like, I do not know what's happening in wrestling. And I'm sitting here with like a bit of a beamer to be fair. You know that way? Well, I'm like, I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Natty and Tamina Snuka won the. 
the tag titles finally and everybody acted like it was like finally they've done it and all that and hangman i was just kind of like i don't even know the tag team i'm not sure anybody gives a fuck about them i think it would be nice if they'd done it at wrestlemania just because the why though i guess it's just a wee nod and let's face the fact it's the women's tag belts which has been the worst it's been punted about so badly and booked so badly but what is that what is that a nod to just give them a wee moment at WrestleMania to acknowledge their, what they've done in their career, you know, because they've, they've been there. I mean, Tamina, not, Tamina must have been there. It must be about eight or nine, maybe going on 10 years now. And Natalia's been there just slightly longer than her. So give them a wee moment, you know. Why? Just because. How long How long was the, the Brooklyn Brawler and working for the WWF? True that. True that. And uh, were people going like that? Give the Brooklyn Brawler the world title. He's been a, he's he's worked hard. He's been around for eight. Give him the world title. I was just it's the women's tag belts that no one's invested in. So why not? Just I mean, that'd be nice. Listen, wrestling belts are supposed to be they're, they're supposed to be for the best. There's no supposed to be like mm-hmm. the wee part in the heat. Again, me and Jester were talking about this week. People posing for the photos beside Triple H. You know what I mean? The wee patronising part in the heat, like your fucking friendly uncle. Like that. There you go. I've gave you a wee as a wee medal for you, son. There's a wee belt. Well done. That's you a wrestler now. Well done, son. There's a wee 40. <laughs> it's so true, man. That's funny. Somebody needs to fucking... See if I had five minutes with Triple H, right? First of all, I'd say, big fan, mate. Uh, love your stuff. Uh, back in the day and all that. Uh, respect you. How are the wains? Everything good? All right. How's, how's the, the father-in-law? Fuck's sake. I must be a sore head. And then I would say to him, fucking stop posing for these photos because you're burying them. That's fucking burying these people posing for these fucking photos as far as I'm concerned. I wonder if there's any wrestlers went, would you mind though? Gonna just, well, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Aye, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, I think maybe Triple H would fucking respect a wrestler. Aye, I don't know why I do that. Aye. Aye, mate, I don't know why I do that. Grab that push, I'll be fine. Let me stun myself. Aye. Totally. Mick wants to put over the subtle way that the pay-per-view mentioned Batista's new film. You might have missed it. It was featured in the opening four-minute package, a three-minute advert, two skits, a whole match, constantly on LED screens, and mentioned by the commentary team eighteen times. What is this? What is this? What is this? Is this the advert? Is, is it Batista Army of the Dead? Are we Lassie or something? Like that? No, it's Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead. Right. Okay. Uh, Giza the Gooker wants to put over the person who named the George Square Riot on Twitter the Loyal Rumble. He loved that, and he wants to bury New Jack passing away. You so young. I know he was mental, but that's the age for somebody to die. He also didn't look fifty-eight. That is one of the most. Beautiful tributes I've ever heard anybody pay to somebody that's died. <laughs> I can almost imagine somebody stoning up at a funeral and saying, I know he was mental, but that's no age for someone to die. <laughs> imagine somebody sticking that on your fucking tombstone. You know what I mean? Robert Florence died 2024. He was mental, but that's no age for him to die. <laughs> Lovely sentiment there. He's a gobbledygooker. Hey, Ash- <laughs> Absham wants to put over the zombie match. It was hilarious. It gave me a massive laugh throughout. And it was also a clever way of promoting your sponsors. There you go. He was like, I'm fine. I'm having a laugh. I'm having a wee beer watching the wrestling. I don't care. I know it's no real zombies. I'm not worried about it. And he wants to bury the people burying that match. Take it for what it was. It was a laugh and a joke. If you want serious, boring wrestling, then stick with Japan. Hold on. What what did he say? (laughs) If you want serious, boring wrestling, I was on your side there for a minute. (laughs) Let's move on. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. It's time for the run-in. And this week for the run-in, we're doing something very special. We're just going to open up the lines to a random. This is a proper run-in this week. A random person is going to jump in. We don't even know who it is. We're just opening it up to the online community and let's see if somebody jumps in to chat with us tonight. Let's open up the lanes. Right, here we go. Just put it out on Twitter. Did you just put the link out? Aye. Uh, There's someone in the waiting room called Sabotage. There's somebody in the waiting room called Sabotage. Get Sab in. 
Right. It's not the actual sabotage, is it? He's sabotage. It will be OBSW. Sabotage is going to be. Hold on. I really? Wish, I wish all these music to, to play them in. Hold on. Is he coming in? He's coming. He's coming in. You think it's be? It's going to be, man. Radio, do you think it's actually sabotage? Did you see this music? Yeah, he's in, he's in! <laughs> Come on, get your video on! There he is, it is him! How <laughs> <laughs> you doing, big man? <laughs> what are you shooting, mate? Aye, it's all right, it's all right. How are you How's doing, mate? You all right? Are you good? I'm all right, mate, yeah, you? Yeah, good, good. This is who I had my, my first ever singles match with, John. Oh, really? Aye. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, no, tell, us, just, tell us about yeah. this first ever singles match. Um, I, f- I think you were pretty stiff, weren't you, Graham? Aye, I don't hold back, mate. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, 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 we butted heads a bit, didn't we? Yeah, you, you laid it in a bit. I laid it in, mate, definitely. I, you, I kind of left you black and blue. Hey, do you remember, do you know what my favourite thing about sabotage is? I used to take them to the, because um, remember you would state my bit? Yeah. And remember, we went to the kebab shop, and you were still in like the, with the contact lenses and the gimmick, and every, everybody in the kebab shop was like, "Undertaker, that's Undertaker." Undertaker. No, no, that, that was because you went. See, that's Undertaker. Do say you know, yeah, right. and then that guy came out and oh, Undertaker, I'm standing there, mate. I just want some chips. <laughs> it's the Taker. It's the Taker. I know he's there. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but I went, man. So what's yeah, happening? Um. Nothing. We've just just moved house into my mum's old place. Um, and I'm just working away. That's it. Doing nothing really. Hi, how's Abby? Shorty? Yeah, she's all right. Yeah. Hi, she's not, mate. Truth be told, she did all the move. I didn't lift a finger. Really? Come on. I'm not even joking. I didn't do a thing. Wait, are you are you, are you still are you still wrestling? Like, are you still training? No, or? no, my like, balls. No, I, mate, I I can't even watch it. The, the current product, crap. No, no, mate. It's like we were just like we. Ha- Rab goes on and talks about what's happened on Raw and SmackDown. I, 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 I get embarrassed because I don't know what, what they're talking about. Well, well, he got, he's, he's nothing to talk about, has he? He, he can talk about people talking, and that's it. Mm. And yeah. then AEW is watchable, but he, but I think they've got their own two-hour special of Botchamania on YouTube, haven't they? Do you know what's funny? See that that Twitter account, the AEW botches. I follow that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. No, I, big man. How how do you feel about the British scene just now? How do you feel about that scene? Well, I, I said when I was working up in Scotland all the time that Scotland at the time had the best for, for me the best um, foundation to start. Um, the fact that SWA took off with, uh, I'm you know I'm not being unfair, but half the roster was crap and and with trainees and people paying to come and watch it. The fan base was always there. I think the only one that competed in the UK consistently was All Star, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know they know what they're doing. But for, for me, the number one promotion in the UK at the moment is is um, ICW. Right. Right. I don't think you're getting any better. <laughs> well, do you know what? See when you think about it, right? You're so right. See back in the day, mid two thousands, the shows that you would go to, man, it was really bad, wasn't it? It was crap. The quality was crap. Mm-hmm. And, and he was, you know, that was back in the day when if you couldn't get booked on a show, you set up your own promotion and started again. <laughs> you know, and it was like, who trained you? Oh, I trained myself. I'm self-trained like it. Self-trained like it's something to be proud of. Are you still in touch with Peter Murphy? Are you still in touch with Peter and all that? No. No. no, I've not spoken to Peter for maybe 15 years. Really? That long? Yeah, we, we had um, a difference of opinion over how things... I, I bought into SWA at the time, um, and I wanted it run properly like a business, so I wanted to see business accounts and books and money coming in and money going out. I wanted to know who was getting paid what how we were running, what our budget was for shows, as it should be. Um, I got none of it. So I, I didn't get told what what workers were getting paid, who was being paid what. I found out that 
some of his buddies were getting paid a lot more than even I was, and I was part owner at the time. The day we opened SWA, I don't know if um, Grado remembers, but I drove up from Preston in a, a van I hired. They did a top speed of 45 miles an hour. It took us six hours to get to Scotland <laughs> with a with a truck full of uh, judo mats for the back for the gym. I remember that. Mate, one that a nightmare. What was it? Midnight. We were waiting till late all down. That's right. I remember that. I remember waiting up for it and all that. I remember. I remember that clearest day. Remember. Remember when you when you took SWA. Remember when you, when you's done that. Yeah, yeah. What did you do? Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you know? Do you, do you know what the whole thing was a bit um, a bit underhand? Peter came down to my house and uh, my computer was set up, and he said, "Have a look at this." and he pressed a button and brought up a website, www.swa.co.uk. And I was like, what's that? That's a new promotion. I'm taking SCW from Kenny Morrison. Like, right, right, okay. You know, why? Ah, he doesn't know what he's doing. Don't know what I'm taking. I'm going to run with it. Okay. Um, you know, it was just, it was people playing at wrestling promoter. That, that, that kid, that Mark Dallas lad, he seems to be doing it properly. Yeah. It should be run as a business. If you're charging people to come in, you should be paying your workers and you should be putting on a product that's worthy of what someone's paying to, to get in and watch it. Some of the, I mean, you, you remember that um, conscious big dream match where the ring collapsed, so they wrestled just on the floor? Where was that? I don't remember that. Peter, took, Peter bought a ring from um, Chris Curtis right. in BWA and he brought that really shitty ring up that was ah oh, this is the old world of sport ring it's amazing oh, it even had the old ring. oh yeah yeah it had the canvas on it oh big it's daddy's dark. been in there yeah yeah aye aye yeah, yeah and first match in the main beam broke and sunk down the middle me and magic had to wrestle on the outside of the edges of the ring of course I remember that then the whole thing collapses so Peter and, and uh, Drew had to do their match on the floor on the outside it's an outside the ring match who's ever heard of that <laughs> <laughs> Which, it's brilliant. I'm loving this. So, what was see? Is there any other things that you can think of, right, for like pure shit British wrestling that sticks out your mind, like a pure horrible moment, like, like you know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. Yeah, that me. that that kid you used to tag with, um, walking past me in the smell, the smell hitting the back of my throat, and I I said, Jesus Christ, who stinks in here? Oh no, no, it's no, it's no me, it's no me. I said, mate, you, you absolutely stink. You've got to get a wash. It's disgusting. There's other people. Oh, it's no me. It's no me. It, it is you. I think there's flies all around you. You stink, mate. Get a wash. You, you can't get in the ring with someone and stink like that. You'll stick to him. Oh, it's no me. It's no me. And then everyone walking past nodding at me going, aye, it's him. It's him. Aye, aye. Just, where, where does that, you tell me you've been, you've been at TNA. you walking past Chris Jericho stinking. Hey, Chris, you stink there, mate. I'll have a watch out. It's just a joke. One thing I want to say, the one thing I want to say about back then, I remember when I when I went to my first SWA show, and I remember watching, and I would see, I remember seeing Grado on the first show that I was at, and I was like, there's a wee boy. There's a, there's like a wee boy wrestling, just a wee, a wee boy. Little, little Graham's what my wife calls him. But I remember, man, I remember, I remember when you came out, I was like, fucking hell, as a wrestler. There's, a wrestler. there's, there's an right, actual you, wrestler. Do you know what? It was, um, Graham did it right because he, he, he started young. Kenny and some of the others didn't, they didn't give you the time of day, did they? Really? They was just like, this kid's a joke. But I remember saying to him years ago when you were doing that Optimus Prime band shit you had. <laughs> President Prime. Oh, that's it. You know, you had a, you had a load of charisma. Uh, and, you know, you can't teach charisma. You can teach a look to an extent and you can teach wrestling moves to anyone, but you can't teach the charisma. So that, that piece of wood that you used to come out with with the lowlands, I mean, Jesus, that was just dragging a bit of driftwood around the ring with you. What was what, what was that? I thought he was but, Admit it, mate. There was, I'm, not, I'm not talking about him personally. There was a lot of crap in that locker room. Uh. But you know what? I was the same, man. I, you know what? I can't... I was... No, but no, no, no. But you were a kid, though. Yeah, but the difference was he listened. He asked everyone for advice. He listened. He took the advice. And he went with it. Some of the others were just like, what, what do you know? 
well, I, I know the way to a gym for a start, mate, and I know how to use deodorant. So th- these are key things when you're getting in the ring with someone. <laughs> who, who are you still in touch with? Is there anybody that you still have a good, like Magic, for example? Have you? No, have you... Magic was a piece of shit. Uh... <laughs> magic was a toss spot. Magic, um, Conscience and Magic had this, this idea that they wanted to put Magic over in one of the SWA shows by squashing me. And he said, listen to this, no one, no one is going to, it's going to be such a surprise, no one's going to be expecting it. What we're going to do, we're going to come out and squash you and then you win with a roll-up in the last minute. So I, I said, right, okay. So Magic weighs, what, six six stone or something, uh, and I'm 18 and a half stone. If he can lift me up across his shoulders for his crappy little DVD and do it legitimately, I'll go for it. And he tried to pick me up, and he had a set of legs like a sparrow's. They were just shaking underneath. I said, but this is stupid. It's just stupid. So I spent zero time with him. Just no time at all and that big dozy kid he used to come with what was his name um, he was a lovely guy come on oh are you joking his missus binned him off because did you know you must have heard the story his missus binned him off because he had smelly genitals you must have <laughs> <laughs> come on you tell him what about Andy Hogg you still, you still keep in touch with Andy Hogg I do I wouldn't <laughs> But, 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 let, let's, let's have a mic drop moment. Andy's in prison. So, the, the, uh, the last time I spoke to Andy was when he sent me a letter from prison. He's got about another six months to go. Oh, oh man. God, man. So, so, so. What what was your what was your high point of your career? Would you say, man? What was Drew, right, uh, let's, let's, let's end in a beautifully positive thing, right? We'll end Drew, in a, Drew McDonald. Great fun. Drew, Drew McDonald. Um, do you know what? It was easy to pick out negative bits because I was a real pain in the arse perfectionist. I wanted I wanted people to look like wrestlers. My my view was when you walk through the curtain, someone in the crowd shouldn't be looking at you, thinking I could take it. And there was too many. There was too much of that. There's too many people playing wrestler and not doing it. Um, Drew wanted to put me over um, Drew had asked me if I wanted to try out when he was um, scouting for him and I said to be honest I'll not pass the I'll not pass the medical because you know my neck's in bits but um, I don't know seeing people like Graham Drew Galloway Wolfgang going out and doing good things he's just brilliant it, it's it's absolutely brilliant to watch because we picked all of those out day one as being lads that were going to go a long way. And I don't think you're not, I don't think you're going to get better. I, th- I think Drew, Drew Galloway's potential is unlimited. It, you know, if he stays healthy, he can be around for as long as he wants. But yeah. bottom line is the best the best place I ever wrestled was up in Scotland. It always has been, it always was. If ICW carry on as they were, that's going to be the best promotion in the country without a doubt. Beautiful. And that's that's brilliant for Scotland. That's absolutely great for Scotland, I think. All right, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks for coming Hi, on. And, and my best to all you. It's good, lovely to see you. Game. You're definitely coming on again, man. Fucking hell. All right, mate. I'll speak to you soon. I'll see you later. Right. See you later, Sam. Love you, mate. See you later. Send me off to your family, pal. I will, mate. Right. Take care, pal. Oh, there you go. That was British wrestler Sabotage, and he was in here uh, trying to sabotage your careers there uh, with some hitting out with some serious shoot material. Uh, but a, a real pleasure to catch up with a big man. Uh, just Grado, into the truth that in the halls back in the day, in the SWA halls, when that guy would walk out, people would go, Look at that big dude. But it's the That's same a thing. 100 percent they did, they did. He was that he'd look like a wrestler, but see, uh, conscience was the same, but conscience was look like a wrestler. Conscience was brilliant. Conscience had a look, man. Conscience had a, a look, you know, fair play. And it'd be listen, it's about time we need to get big, we need to get big Peter on. We do. He deserves a he deserves a a, a right of reply certainly mm-hmm. to that. So let's get Peter on because we need to reminisce about these SWA days. That's a whole episode right there. I and I think I'm too harsh on it sometimes. I think I'm too harsh. On it. I, I I loved it. It was when I was young. It was great. We fucking all had a great time. We were always selling out at the the Busby Sports Centre and stuff like that. So aye. I I can't help man. Sab, what's it like? Jesus, I expect that. <laughs> you just made the list. 
Guess missed and cyst. These are all words that rhyme with list. And that's what we're doing right now in Wrestling Daft is we put into order something for the world of wrestling. It's a list. You can vote for what you want us to talk about at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. This week we asked you to choose between the best pops and the best non-WWE pay-per-views. That's an interesting one, but he's went for the best the best pops of all time, obviously. Uh, listen, see all the best pops of all time as far as I'm concerned. Well, first of all, what I could do is I could make you a list of things like uh, Kenta Kabashi's Burning Hammer against fucking... But what I know what you want to hear is American wrestling stuff. I mean, it comes to pops. Triple H's return after his injury has got to be in there. Uh, I don't know what order these go in. It's hard to differentiate pops in my head because a big pop is a big pop. Right. Um, and also, would he... See, see, for me... See, see if I was to explain to my wife, for example, what is a big pop in wrestling? What do you think it is? And this is why my top three would be ridiculous, because what do you think I would show my wife if we were talking about what is a pop? If she wanted to explain what is a pop in wrestling, what is it? Well, I mean, anytime where I've went to show my other half about stuff like this, it's always stuff like The Rock returning. You know, whether it be what year it is, they're all, if you smell as a surprise that Hogan turning up at SmackDown, um, I've showed her. I mean, for me, the best one is Sandman returning to ECW. The lights go off. He's just been at WCW for two years as Hack. Yeah, I think it's a pay per view. I think it's a house show, and then it's Sandman hits and it's fucking so so loud. Um, that's the kind of shit I'd show. Well, I would always show Stone Cold. I would show Stone Cold at any Raw. During that peak of the Attitude Era. 98, 99. They pops were fucking unbelievable. Yeah. They pops were unbelievable. The pop when Mick Foley won the world title was yeah. unbelievable. Um, that's going to be up there. Uh, the pop that the, the the Hardys had at WrestleMania when they came back. Wow, you forget about that. Is that unbelievable. Grado, you've had some fucking pops, by the way. Oh, I've had my fair share, oh boy. You've had your fair share of pops. Um so let's see what the punters are saying. Let's see what the punters are saying. Um, John says, Mankind winning the WWF title for The Rock. Brock Lesnar returning. Kane returning with Paul Bearer. Big pop. Sandy says, an underrated one is Shawn Michaels winning the world title in the Elimination Chamber at Survivor Series 2002 at Madison Square Garden. Very rare to hear a pop out loud where everybody goes insane. One of the best. Let me say man. this. M- Madison Square Garden is right. a fucking hell of a house for a big pop, by the way. Correct. Um, Rico says Bailey got a brilliant pop when she was revealed as Sasha Banks' partner at Battleground a few years ago. Flies under the radar, but it makes a smile to hear a crowd that has that reaction. CJ says AJ's debut at the Rumble, the confused silence before Phenomenal came on the Titan Tron, made it even louder by comparison. Obviously, the pop for Edge coming back, which Daniel agrees with here. Daniel gets in touch saying Edge at the Rumble was next level. Hardy Boys at Mania. Sean says, negative reaction-wise, Michael's Who's Your Daddy Montreal promo got the crowd going mental. You also remember um, remember the pop with Sean Michaels saying that he's uh, going to bring out Bret Hart in Montreal? Oh, aye. That was great. And they aye. played the music, and then it was, a, yeah, that was brilliant. I'm, I'm going to watch that back in the night. Can, I, can I throw in another negative one as well? It was the... The Raw after the WrestleMania where Reigns beat Undertaker and he came out and he just got booed. Oh, for like 20 minutes? For about five minutes before he said, it's my house now and dropped aye, the mic. It was aye, fucking brilliant. Aye, aye, That was tremendous. I remember a succession of fucking incredible um, pops at a One Night Stand. Oh, One Night Stand. Oh, one, night, one Night Stand, the crowd was absolutely on fucking fire and there yeah. was like insane pops all night. Well, that's why it goes down as one of the best pay-per-views ever. It's because of the crowd. Aye. Um, Ali says the biggest pop he can remember is the Dudley Boys' return. I tell you what, the, the, the Bubba's at the Rumble. That was tremendous. That was big. Doctor Who 90250 says Sandman returning to ECW, just like you say, Grado. Yep. Stu says Austin turning up at Raw 25. Nostalgic. Shout out to Triple H and Drew at ICW. Sure. Two massive pops. Pedro says Hardy Boys return at WrestleMania. Uh, Xander says SummerSlam 92 when David Boy Smith beat Bret Hart for the IC title in Wembley. He was only 12 and he remembers it like it was yesterday. I can imagine that was a fantastic pop. Um, Ball playing lock says Stone Cold when he runs out during the invasion. Absolute scenes. That's a great pop. Right. Yep, a great pop. Andy says SummerSlam 88 Intercontinental title match when Warriors tune hit. Oh, 
Uh, Kev says, Demolition winning the tag titles at WrestleMania 6. Crowd goes mental. Blatantly, obviously, were over as fuck, which makes the decision to turn them heel no long afterwards look so stupid. They were jobbing by the next WrestleMania. Richie says, Undertaker returning at Judgment Day 2000. Oh, my God. I mean, that was a fucking pop, by the way. Ring Why did I think of that one? Ring around the row. He's here. American. How exciting was that? How See, see, in terms of pops, we are also a popped. That's got to be up there because that was so fucking cool, wasn't it? Shape, but when you watch it back, the network it's dubbed. Oh, is it dubbed in what sense? It's no American badass at the play. Oh, sure, I could be wrong. Somebody will correct me, but I'm sure it's wrong. I'm sure it's right. Oh God. <laughs> um, Sean says the pop CM Punk got in Chicago, and it turned out to be Paul Heyman. Brilliant. Oh. And spray paint Scott says, being there at Shug's house party. Oh, here we go. Being there at Shug's house party when Grado made his return was electric. Everyone chanting Grado gave him chills in the audience. He's played kids with my children. He's from Stevenson, Scotland. Grado. That was good, that one. <laughs> What's the best pop you've ever had? Was it that one? Uh, I can't think. Mm. That was good. Hydro, Hydro when I wrestled Al Snow, uh, I liked that. That was brilliant because all the Yanks are backstage and they were like, who the fuck is this? You know that way? It's like, because where the, where the monitor was and I wanted to kind of, I wanted to kind of, I, I wasn't like right in the, the, the gorilla bit. I kind of waited because there was somebody filming me and I wanted to do a long walk and the whole place just rumbled and I remember every, all the kind of wrestlers going, what? 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good memory of that. Yep. I remember Greg Kempel telling me the story of when uh, TNA came out he wrestled with came TNA came out and it was when Lionheart was facing Jeff Jarrett. Mm-hmm. And Greg was a referee, remember? Aye, aye, Greg was aye. a special guest referee, Greg Kempel. And I remember backstage, Jeff Jarrett made a wee joke like, So so everybody in Scotland knows who you are. Greg is like, oh, yeah, yeah, brother, yeah, yeah. Like kind of hang Jeff out. was talking about us. And Jeff was like, ah, well, we'll see. We'll just see. And it happens, and then when he get when he get announced to come out as a referee, fucking roof blew off. You know what I mean? Do you know what? That's funny. He never told it like that. He never said it like that. But he's he told did me not. That. He did he, not. That's funny, but it makes a lot of sense because he must because he's mentioned that a few times. He told me that you know because because he's going what's that gimmick he does? Because he says Greg walked out and then he stood as he he done the Victor walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went nuts. So that 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 makes sense that he said that to him beforehand that it sticks in his mind so much. I think he was doing it in a kind of jokey way, going like, right, we'll see, ah, yeah, we'll see yeah, how yeah. big a we'll see how big a name you are, you know ah, what I mean? Ah, in ah. the fucking right. So um I so that was beautiful. So let's say uh, move on now. Patreon listen, see Grado, let me just say this to you. Your biggest pop, mate, is still to come. Woo! Well, I'll tell you what, that's got me fevered. And you know what's got me fevered this week? That there's mere content coming on patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. There's two bonus upset upset. There's two bonus episodes up there that are now, including Gradle's WrestleMania memories. And we're going to have a next one in the next couple of weeks. I can't wait to see it. It's the best way to get involved is sign up to one of our tiers at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. There was content added last week. We were talking about Greg Hempel there. He was in talking about wrestling, but it was on football daft, so we cut it out and we've put it on Patreon. Uh, so if you fancy that and becoming one of our patrons, sign up now at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft, as we would love to welcome you to the roster. It's time now for another wrestling daft road story. We are wrestlers on the way back for a show. We're trying to pop each other. Using your stories or sabotages stories, so, you know, one way or another, we're going to pop. <laughs> so let's say uh, get in the car and see see what happens. Just start this wee motor here. <clears throat> so what is he? Who's the smelliest guy you've ever wrestled, Gredo? <laughs> the smelliest guy I've ever wrestled. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't pinpoint one person. I remember just one time though, somebody gave me a fish hook. When I could smell their buzz, and I'm not going to drop them in it, but that was uh, one of the most disgusting experiences of my life. Well, let me tell you something, mate. See, about six years ago, I've a story for you. Mm-hmm. About six years ago, me and my four mates, we went into the tune to see a well-known DJ playing a gig. Right. Now, it was a, it was a wee venue, you know what I mean? With maybe ah. around 200 people squashed in. And needless to say, there was a lot of drink consumed. 
Now, after the gig finished, you're all doing that one day a wee bit, mate. It's roasting. Hi, mate, Baron. Hold on. After the gig finished, everybody was ushered upstairs into the club, right, for the after party, where we stayed until about 3 a.m. Mm. Now, me and three of my mates decided it was time to leave, right? So, we wanted to get a taxi. Time to get up the road, you know what I mean? Up, up the road. So we started heading towards the exit when we realised somebody was missing. One of the crew was missing. So we headed back only to find a lost mate. He was, he was stoning me in the middle of the dance floor cutting shapes, right? But he didn't have his t-shirt and he didn't have his shoes. So I grabbed him and I was like, what the fuck's happened to your t-shirt and your shoes? And he says, uh, I, th- I threw them away and I can't find them. So I searched around in the dark for a bit, right? Looking for this t-shirt, looking for this pair of shoes. And I eventually I had to accept they were away, right? So I grabbed them and I headed outside. Now this is where I tell you, right? It was the middle of December in Glasgow. Oofed. About minus two degrees and he's got nothing but a pair of jeans on, right? Mm-hmm. But ten minutes later he's freezing his tits off. And I can't control my laughter, right? This random bird walks past, right? Staring and laughing with our mates at stay so my topless inebriated mate decides to make a comment here, yeah, right? What's didn't go down too well. Without us realising, she's went into McDonald's, she's bought a banana milkshake, right? She came back outside and she looked him deep in the eye and she said, fuck you. She says, as she poured the whole thing over his head. So my mate is now topless, shoeless, has a banana milkshake running down his face, right? He's desperate now, he's like, ah, get me, get me a tap, get me home. I need be home, I got a tap on or something. I was in so much pain for laughing, I couldn't even move to find a taxi, right? So we go into the local kebab shop and we ask if they've got a spare t-shirt. <laughs> the kebab shop! Right. After a few minutes of trying to break a language barrier, right, they appear with the smelliest polo shirt, right, you've ever seen in a pair of magic gloves. Right. And he's complete desperation, he puts his own and we go to find a taxi. Right. Every time I turned to look at my taxi, I couldn't. I just couldn't hold my laughter. And to this day, we still tell that story. Every time we meet each other, mate. Oh, that's nice. The story of the time. Paul didn't have his t-shirt. He didn't have his shoes. He got banana put in. Banana milkshake put in. T-shirt for the kebab shop. In the kebab shop. Asked if they had a t-shirt. He came out with the smelliest polo shirt we could find. Pair of magic clubs. We put it on and we went to find a taxi. And every time I turned to look at him in a taxi, I couldn't, I couldn't hold my laughter in, mate. To this well, day, to this day, mate, every time we see each other, we tell this story about the time my mate, he was in a club, he didn't have a t shirt on, no shoes, banana milkshake on his face, into the kebab shop asking for a t shirt, smelliest polo shirt ever, and a taxi. Every time I looked at him, I couldn't hold my laughter in. I tell you, mate, see to this day, every time we see each other, we tell each other that story about the time my mate had no t-shirt on, no shoes on, banana milkshake running down his face. And he had a kebab shop asking for a t-shirt and he had a taxi, turned around, every time I looked at him, couldn't stop laughing to this day, we keep telling each other the story about the time my mate didn't have his t-shirt on, down the top one. So that story was from Martin Taylor. Thank you very much, Martin, for that story about the time uh, he <laughs> shoes. There's no getting the hole, the holes. This one, please don't interrupt me. And a kebab shop asking for a t shirt and a taxi. Every time we looked at him, he's just going to hold my laughter into this day. Every time we see each other, we tell that story about the time my, t- my mate had no t shirt on. Make sure it's. Anyway. Grado, uh, before we do anything else, are you pro too? <laughs> Right, mate, up the road. <laughs> Jake Sabotage is Pro 2. Oh, we should have asked him. We should have, I think Sabotage might have had a few things to say about Pro 2. Right. Anyway. Let's give the listener of the week to... Who was the guy that Graham. made... Who, who was it? Graham, the guy that said Undertaker buried his mom. Aye. <laughs> Graham from the Island Man. Graham! I'm Griffith the Island Man, called Graham. <laughs> he is the listener of the week. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure of course as ever you can uh, you know it would be good to get some reviews from you and all of yeah. that sign up for our Patreon and all of that um, I can see there have been a couple of British wrestlers this week fucking downgrading this <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
uh, getting, you know, get in touch with us. If you disagree about comments about your body odor or whatever, get in touch with us. <laughs> um, and uh, get on patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft to get more amazing comment. Check out our merch at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. Uh, let me tell you something. Us three guys are absolutely exhausted. We are. We're hardworking men. We're Back absolutely knackered. Your support is appreciated. We're coming on here. We're having a good laugh. We hope we entertain you. Um, we're all away to your bed now. Aye. That's it for Wrestling Daft. We love you very much. Everybody, Grado, join up the road. It's your cell. Your cell right it's enough. Your cell. Up the road. Audio Frontier. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 